That's right. Said he would come down with a new style. He said, My break free from reality with me. This time around, well, you can see that there ain't nothing but you and me, and we and know it's been turtles all the way down. And that you're not real. All the way down. I'm not real. Um, time. You're really time. unreal. Time's and, uh, not a thing. By that, I mean you don't exist. Um, and God. I don't either. I, not like a thing, but time, like you're God. also God. Uh, it's complicated. We should probably start the show. Hey, friends. Welcome back to A Sacred Shame. This is Seamus Harvey. Thank you for tuning in once again to listen to me babble about all this crazy weird shit going on in the world. Good things, bad things, weird things, you not being real, magic being a thing, all the things. It's uh, it's lovely to have you back here on The Sacred Shame. It's been kind of melancholy these past couple of weeks, fuck, these past couple of months, right? I mean... Fuck, disease, pandemic, house arrest, unemployment, craziness, and then now, you know, fucking rogue police, murdering people in the streets, tear gas, rubber bullets to the face. It's not, it's not fun. It's not a good time out there. Uh, and I think, I think we've, uh, we've been covering that pretty well talking about it and all the all the feels you might have around the current situation and we're probably going to go right back to that uh tomorrow (laughs) but i thought for tonight we would we would take an easy night and we would do a sacred shame shenanigans episode where i talk through some of the crazy bullshit from seamus harvey's uh, previous, previous existence here in the third dimension, and just, uh, just some of the crazy shit that we can get into. So, let's see, what are we gonna go with tonight? I think, I think I'm gonna talk about smuggling drugs into Egypt. Yeah, I think that's where we're gonna go. So we're gonna, it's gonna be a lighter episode. Uh. The moral of the story is don't smuggle drugs into Egypt, but you might not catch that because the story is hilarious and you'll draw your own conclusions. So I'm going to go ahead and cut to commercial and let that sponsor say their thing. And then I will be back with, uh, with my story about smuggling drugs into Egypt. Sound like a good plan? Awesome. Well, this is Seamus Harvey, and you're here on Sacred Shame. Hey, everyone. Seamus Harvey here. Super excited to talk about my new sponsor, Ama Healing, amahealing.co. They are manufacturers and purveyors of fine hemp extracts, CBD products, phytocannabinoids, all of the good health things to get your body in the best shape possible uh, from a mentality and focus standpoint. And I use these fuckers every day. Literally, uh, their CBD extract and their um, Elevate Elixir 
I credit with basically keeping me alive. Uh, if you're a, a, a listener to the show, you'll know that I've been dealing with cancer uh, for the last six months or so, and um, just from the cancer and the inflammation and the treatment for the cancer, I feel foggy in the brain uh, a lot of the time, and the products from amahealing.co, specifically the CBD oil, hemp extract, and, uh, and the Elevate Elixir are really doing so much to keep me from being foggy and just feeling like bleh. And the team is amazing. Matt, Ted, all the guys and gals and peoples at amahealing.co. Love you guys so much. Uh, go to amahealing, A-M-M-A-H-E-A-L-I-N-G dot C-O. Use the code BUCKCANCER and uh, maybe get a little discount from, uh, from your boy Seamus Harvey. Again, that's amahealing, A-M-M-A-H-E-A-L-I-N-G dot co. I am Seamus Harvey. All right, so the story of our intrepid adventurers, uh, which is myself, my uh, ex-wife, and two good friends of mine, begins at, um, at Midburn. Midburn is Burning Man-like festival, but in Israel. And uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic time. If you ever can get the chance, the opportunity to go hang out at Midburn with the Midburn people, it is, uh, it is a delightful, delightful event. I have still never been to Burning Man. Never know that I will actually get to Burning Man. But um, regional burns are fun. Midburn was a blast. But while at, while at Midburn, which was kind of like in the middle of nowhere in Israel. Um, towards the end of the event, I started realizing that we were only about like an hour and a half or two hours um, from Elat on the Egyptian border. And I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't get a lot of opportunity to go to Egypt. So... I pestered my friends, said, hey, look, we are, we're already in Israel, we've got a couple of days, instead of going back to Tel Aviv, why don't we go just walk across the border into Egypt? I don't give a fuck what's there. Let's go hang out in Egypt and, and just say that we went to fucking Egypt. And there was some grumbling because um, it was Pride Week in Tel Aviv, and that was going to be a good time for sure, but uh, I... I can be fairly persuasive as a person, so I convinced my friends uh, to go to to Taba Heights to Taba uh, in the Sinai Peninsula, which is uh, which is in Egypt, and should have gotten should have gotten the first hint that things were gonna be weird when we started looking up hotel prices. Now Elot in Israel is. One of the more expensive places you'll ever try to book a hotel ever. It super, super expensive, like a not great hotel, four or five hundred dollars a night. Just you know, not 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 cheap, not a budget-minded traveler-friendly venue. But just across the border in Taba, uh, we started seeing 
hotel prices that were like $25, $26 a night for four and five star hotels. Super appealing to me as a as a budget-minded, budget-conscious traveler. So booked a couple of nights at a, a Sofitel, which is a wonderful international chain in Taba Heights, Egypt. And after after Midburn, we took our rental car, drove down to Egypt, parked at the border, and proceeded to walk across into Egypt. Now, all of that's well and good, but we, we hadn't been the smartest about clearing our bags from things that we might have had at Midburn, like drugs. So as, we, as we're crossing the border, and I do, a, I do a lot of international travel. I've had very little problem moving drugs in and out of countries. I'm not suggesting that you should do it or that it's a good plan, but I've had very little interest in anything that I was ever carrying ever. That all came to a crashing end when I went across the border into Egypt. We had left most of our baggage in the rental car and just all took backpacks with us. You know, all, all of us, we just had just a backpack, couple of days clothes, uh, thought that would be, be just fine and dandy. Well, they, <laughs> they took our, our bags apart. I mean, every, every compartment, every zipper pocket, every pocket in a pocket, every pocket of every pant or jacket that was in the bag, just looking for stuff. And so I had like two grams of ketamine on me and like not hidden or like packaged in anything else, just like in like a vial, um, like a little powdered, like the container you would put eyedropper solution in, just powdered, but in that. So it's just blatantly obvious, not, not something that was, uh, was a good thing to be smuggling into another country. And then my friend had just a shit ton of weed vape cartridges. Um, I had some MDMA too, but funny enough, they didn't find it because I had stuffed it inside of vitamin capsules. Um, and they just, they didn't really look at that. I think it was because they had already found the ketamine and they're like, fuck it, we got this guy on, on whatever this powder is, so. This'll be, this'll be all that we need. So uh, they start with me. They find my ketamine first. And the guy's like, uh, this is cocaine? And I'm like, no, no, it's, uh, it's, it's not cocaine. And he proceeds to do try, like a field test on it, which made me feel pretty good because there's not really a good field test for ketamine. Um, but this... Turns out this wasn't even really a, any kind of field test. He like put some of the powder on aluminum foil and then like burned it with a lighter. So I guess he was trying to see if it was heroin or maybe he knew what cocaine looked like, but uh, it wasn't. It wasn't acting the way he wanted it to. So he was just confused, and I I was just like, yeah, it's a uh, it's a uh, paracetam, uh, which is a new tropic, and he he had no idea what I was talking about in it. 
somehow I was able to convince him that it was some sort of vitamin something and he couldn't figure, he couldn't prove that I shouldn't have it. So it wasn't that big of a deal, but the weed, the weed was a, a bigger issue. So he's got these 10, 12, maybe vape cartridges and, uh, the, the border guard like puts together the whole vape apparatus since this is back in the day before you know like everybody had like a jewel or a little pocket vape so he's like screwing together this whole vape mod system and we're just sitting there like wow this is this is really how it's going to go down we're all going to go to going to die in jail in egypt man this is not not really the way seamus harvey thought that he was gonna gonna go down so the the guard proceeds to put this whole vape together and when it's all together he just uh he smells it and he goes this smells like hashish and we're like no you know it's it's not it's not hashish it's just it's nicotine you guys have got to have nicotine vapes here it's just it's it's just a nicotine vape like it's like smoke um and this guy proceeds to take the biggest rip off of this very, very concentrated uh, THC vape cartridge. And he just takes this like massive, massive rip and just, and then he blows it out. <sighs> Tastes like hashish. I mean, what are you going to do? Be like, yeah, you got me. It's weed. So we just kept up this, kept the bullshit up. No, it's, you know, just, just nicotine, just nicotine. So dude takes a second hit, just this huge rip, just. This tastes like hashish. And I'm not exactly sure, but I think this was like 10x shatter. So this is very, very concentrated THC oil in these vapes. And we're like, this guy is about to be stoned out of his mind. And then, and then this, uh, this happy, fortunate um, extortion opportunity came up, which is that I had a couple of blister packs of Cialis with me, which if you're not familiar, it's uh, it's an erectile dysfunction medication. It's like a long lasting Viagra. And this really piqued the interest of one of the border guards and he was just like, uh, this uh, is strong like bull. Um, and you know, you know, stuck his arm up straight like a big erect cock. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it, strong like bull. And he said, uh, I, I take and I uh, I seized the opportunity. I was like, yeah, man, just, just it's all you. You take that. So um that's uh that appeased him. He he took the Cialis and and he told us to pack everything up. So we just start putting all of our stuff back in our bag, including all the drugs. And meanwhile, the border guard who had taken the the hit or the two hits of the THC is starting to get noticeably stoned. He's like dancing around the little prison guard shack or 
border guard shack and finds a bottle of Fanta. It's like pouring, pouring the Fanta out for all of his friends and dancing around. And we're freaking out because this dude is about to like be comatose from, from smoking this not hashish. <laughs> but somehow, by the universal spirit <laughs> taking care of me and my friends, they uh, let us pack everything up and gave us entrance uh, into, into their country. So we hurried up through the passport control and got our visa stamps. And <laughs> I can remember being in the passport hall. And when we got to the window, the window was like, be back in 15 minutes eating lunch. And you can see the dude in the booth eating and just like, fuck you, you can wait. And we're just like, as soon as these guys figure out their friend is blasted, we are all going to prison. But we didn't. Somehow. Somehow we, uh, we got our visa stamps and made it into Egypt. Jumped in the first cab that we could find. I'm sure we paid probably 10 times more money than we should have for that cab ride, but we did not care. And we made it to a, we made it to our beautiful $26 a night, five-star hotel in Taba Heights. Uh, because it turns out the reason why hotel rooms were so cheap was because ISIS um, had been doing movement on the Sinai Peninsula and the European Union had issued a, a travel warning to everyone to not go to Taba Heights at that point in time. So in uh, like a 1500 room, five-star hotel, there were maybe six other people besides my friends and I. And uh, we had a fucking blast. And... We made a pact to do all of the drugs there um, and not try to bring them back across the border into Israel. And that's just some of the crazy shit that you can get into here uh, when you color outside the lines. Little, little happier story tonight. Uh, you can laugh at my stupidity. I laugh at my stupidity literally every day. But... Those are, those are the recipes that make hanging out in this dimension worthwhile and make getting up in the morning a little bit, a little bit easier sometimes. Now that story doesn't take away from all of the bullshit that's going on in the world right now, and there's a lot of it. But it is really important to remember that it's never all bad and it's never all good. And that no matter what the situation is, up or down, it is never gonna stay that way. But that you can always be okay. And I, Seamus Harvey, thank you so much for being with me here tonight on The Sacred Shame. I look forward to doing this again real soon, like tomorrow. And I hope to have you all right back here 
on the sacred chain with me. Take care, friends.